Well, it is time. Today, as we are recording, it is the first day of the NFL season. This is what we've been looking forward to. And the NFL starts right now. Downtown sports. We are where sports come home. I am the mouth of the South, John Schiavone. That is my co-host, the Beast of the East, Jonathan Periente. And this NFL, NFC and AFC East Division preview is brought to you ad-free by Digital Market Battles, the only marketing agency that'll fulfill your company's pipeline with high-valued leads. They will meet your conversion goals no matter what www.digitalmarketbattles.com get your discovery call done today and i'm gonna throw it to the beast of the east because before we start with the division we have number four for wander franco don't we a second complaint if you will from the second has come out now with wander franco we'll we dove into a lot of him last week. You heard our rated R tirade about him last week. Yeah, there wasn't enough material Um, because John tried his best, by the way, to make it not ex- to not have the episode have a, you know, uh, an explicit tag. But unfortunately, this was this was beyond that. We had to go. Yeah. crazy. We had to. Like, uh, no, because like, how, how do you talk about something like that without being angry beyond belief? This Thank is inappropriate God relationships. This is an appropriate relationship. Thank God I didn't. Thank God we didn't have to talk about that on like air, like actual air, like a live radio station, because we'd have been fired, fined about $50,000 by the FCC. I think every time you curse, it's $5,000. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah. I think we had like, what, 10 to 12 bleeps at least. Oh, more than that. I think like at least over 20 or 30. Yeah. So 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 you understand Um, we're not going to get too much into this, but yeah. There is now a fourth fourth allegation. The Dominican Republic has begun investigating the second complaint. They finished investigating the first. They are still waiting to draft up official charges against Wander Franco. Like they're going through their version of the grand jury, and we're going to figure out exactly how much trouble Wander Franco will be in. We will keep you updated on that in the future. Yeah. Let's dive in. We, you know, we'll also talk later on about who later on another time. Julio Rios, second time now, he has been suspended for domestic violence. So he already had hit, got hit with a twenty game the first time. Now this is going to be, now it's going to be double that, possibly even more. Who knows? But we'll dive into that at another time. Right now, let's start with the uh, NFC East, which oh yeah, the most competitive division in football. Thank Chris DeLarge, by the way, for putting these two-a-days. They are back. The two-a-days have returned. And we're going to dive into the AFC and NFC East. And we'll begin with the Giants. And I think this is very appropriate because right now the Giants are in a very interesting situation here. You're playing. You have the Eagles in your division. They've gotten much stronger, period. You have the Commanders. New quarterback, Sam Howells, taking over this team. You have Eric Bieniemy as your offensive coordinator. You have Brian Robinson. You do have to deal with Brian Robinson Jr. That's a very big deal. Yeah. So, and then you have, of course, the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott's in a make or break year for him. Period. I mean, how do I put this? All right. I don't like the Cowboys. Let me just first and foremost say that. I am a Cowboy hater. I'm a Giants fan. Therefore, 
I feel massive amounts of hate towards Dallas. I grew up with Troy Aikman as their quarterback. They go from Troy Aikman to Tony Romo, and then from Tony Romo to Dak Prescott. I'd say the Dallas Cowboys over the over the past what thirty years ish have had great luck and success with their quarterbacks. Dak is probably the least successful of them all, but if you look at what Dallas has done in their own division in the regular season, in the regular season, Dallas does a great job. Dak's regular season numbers match or exceed Tom Brady's and Peyton Manning's at this point, right? Um, If you look at the statistics of Dak throughout the years, like when you match statistics with whatever year Dak was in versus whatever, like how long Peyton was playing at that point, like, you know, whatever. If you look at the numbers, Dak Prescott is one of the most successful regular season quarterbacks. The Giants haven't beaten Dak Prescott since he was a rookie. They're like, I think I saw an interesting number. It has been 2,000 Four hundred days, at least some some ridiculous number like that, or mm-hmm. two thousand one hundred days, where the Giants have not defeated the Cowboys. They haven't defeated the Cowboys in this decade. And this is who the Giants kick off their season with. This is who they play Week One on September tenth. It will be a prime time Sunday night game. Can the Giants beat the Cowboys? And I. I have a question here that Chris, a uh, few questions with the Giants that Chris put down. Will the Giants defense be in the top 10? Can they be in the top 10? They did add Isaiah Simmons. That does help things a little bit. You have Kayvon Thibodeau. You, you beefed up that defense a little bit. You um, know, you may so, have Crypto Man, you got Crypto Man and you got the rookie, which is great. Here's the thing. Oh, no. Second year Thibodeau. Your defensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. the Giants, is one of the best in football. Yes. Like, the one thing about the New York Giants that I would pick over any other team in the division is coaching. Mm -hmm. I think the Giants have the best coaching staff in the NFC East. Look at what they did with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones went from being a step out of the NFL to the second highest paid quarterback this season for this year, Daniel Jones will make more money than almost any other quarterback outside of Aaron Rodgers and Lamar Jackson. Um, Pat Mahomes this year will make less money than Daniel Jones will. That's for this year. Yes. Everybody talks about the 10 year long contract and how big that is. Every year, that's pretty much a value. How are you? You can't ever get a quarterback for less than like of Mahomes' skill for less than forty-five million, and you're getting him on a discount. Yeah, well, that's I, different. But I'm Joe Shane went took Daniel Jones from a fool to getting paid, and now we see he did the same thing with one Josh Allen. He comes in, he kills the turnovers and the fumbles and the interceptions, and Josh Allen starts to look like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Now, Dable's gone. We're not sure. We're not sure. He made those mistakes last year. Allen started making the turnovers again after Dable left. 
Yeah. So habits die hard. So you look at now the Giants here. Will they be a top 10 defense? I don't know about that yet. I know Wink Martindale is a very solid defensive coordinator, so I don't doubt his abilities here. But the Giants played that blue-collar style defense last year. All right, we saw that. You know, the Giants stole some games with their defense when making defensive plays. Same thing with their offense. Their offense last year kept them in games. And, you know, maybe the offense isn't the best offense in the NFL. Maybe the defense isn't the best defense in the NFL. However, if both are playing as we would expect them to play, they will be in every game. And Daniel Jones has shown a clutch gene last year. He showed that he could lead game-winning drives. He showed that he could lead men to victory. Daniel, We finally saw Daniel Jones blossom under the right coaching staff. Yes. So that leads me to the next question for us put down here with Jones. Are we ready to make him a top-flight quarterback? I don't know no. about that. He's not top-flight. No. Not top He's not a top-flight quarterback. However... He's a quarterback that works for you. Like, is Kirk Cousins a true top-flight quarterback? And eh, no. I look at him as having the same kind of a career as a... Like, let's say he's a better Andy Dalton. He's a better uh, plumber. He's a better... He's a better version of Joe Flacco. Like, he's not a... Fran he's not like a superstar gonna be all pro every single year type of quarterback but he's a quarterback that the giants could put out there that they could trust could run the schemes and jones is one of the better runners mm. in the nfl at the quarterback position might not look strong might not look graceful but somehow he breaks through holes he plays hard and for once his football iq has risen because He's finally been allowed to run the ball. Play the yes. offense his way. Play the offense his way. Yeah. Let him run his own team. That's the big thing. So I'll be curious. I'll tell you this if you're playing the Giants. Don't be in a close, low-scoring game with the Giants. That's how I look at it. You're in a low-scoring game with the Giants. You're going to have a lot of trouble beating them because their That's defense will shut you down. Exactly. They'll shut you down enough. Um, And the other thing is, Saquon, if Saquon Barkley's cooking, that's running time off the clock. The way the Giants would love to win football games is like time of possession. to 17. Time of possession. 27 to 21. You know, 21 to 14. These are the types of scores that you want to see if you're a Giant fan because the Giants aren't going to win a shootout. We saw that last year. There hasn't been much added to the defense this year. And a team like the Eagles could cook the Giants. A team like the Cowboys could cook the Giants. So I don't know what Chris put, but I, my pick is going to be controversial. And I hate that I'm saying this. I got to go with the team that has the best defense in the NFL. I, ha I picked Dallas to win this division. I think Philly comes in. At a close second, maybe they're tied with Dallas in terms of record, and tiebreaker goes to Dallas. Mm -hmm. And the Giants will be about a 10 to an 11 win team. Mm -hmm. They'll make the postseason in a wild card, but they're going to be third place in that division. And we don't know what Washington is yet. Don't forget also, Dallas added Trey Lance now as well. Trey Lance got added into this mix. So I'm going to be curious. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if uh, that's. If he's now with Trey Lance here. Are Dak and McCarthy under the most pressure? 
Why like, would they be under pressure from a quarterback who couldn't unseat Brock Purdy? He got hurt. He was injured. Very if you cannot make it under Shanahan's system, what makes anyone think that he would make it under Mike McCarthy's? Everybody is talking about Trey Lance backing up Dak Prescott as if uh, Dak Prescott's got a gun to the back of his head and they're about to eliminate him like old yeller. Because people might be expecting Dak to get hurt again. They might be expecting, well, Dak will choke like Kirk Cousins. He'll choke in big games. He will make that bad turnover. He won't give you that winning drive. I don't think he's going to do that this year. I think he I think he reads a lot of the press clippings. I think he sees that the world doesn't believe in him. And there was another there's been quite a few times during Dak's run where people have not believed in him. And the second the media goes to a fever pitch about him, guess what? Mm. He goes out there and annihilates people. Mm-hmm. That's what he does. Mm. All right. Well, that's definitely a fair point. We'll see if the Giants can finally end the streak that they've struggled against with Dallas come Sunday night. Yep. Now so to- what is your what is your pick for the NFC East here? I st- the NFC East for me still goes through Philly. I, I don't care how you slice it. Did Philadelphia take a step back? I don't think they did. Philadelphia did lose Miles Sanders, but they got... They lost a lot of their defense, too. Yeah, their defense took a little hit, but Jalen Hurts is here. You have Jalen Hurts. He can run the ball. He can throw the ball. He can just bedazzle your defense. And you still have one of the best offensive lines in football for Philadelphia. The the Eagles are going to be... If your O-line is intact and Hurts is intact, you should be able to win football games. The only problem is they lost at least six starters on defense. So we don't know what the Philly defense is going to be yet. I know Dallas is the best defense in the NFL. I expect they'll take a mini step back, but not a full step back. Maybe, maybe Maybe they'll have a couple less wins this year. Maybe. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. The couple of steps back that the Eagles took match the steps forward that the Giants and the Cowboys took. So now, basically, we're just rolling dice. We're even Steven. This is a this is a triple threat match for the NFC East championship. And you had better come with your thumbtacks, your your two by fours with barbed wire on f- tables on fire. This is what it's going to be. It's going to be a hardcore bloodbath. And I don't think any of the teams in the NFC East are going to have a superior record because guess what? The division is going to beat the living piss out of each other. Yeah. You know, that reminds me of another division that could have the same type of situation that you just brought up. We have the AFC East, and that's looking very much like the NFC East right now because we have four teams down there that can all make noise. And let's talk about the Jets because (laughs) – what an offseason it's been for the Jets. I mean, we've Rogers. talked about the Jets a yeah, lot. we've talked about them 100 times, hard knocks, etc. Yes. So we know about the Jets. Let's go through the other teams. Well, yeah. first off, you got the team that's going to finish last, in my opinion. New England. Yeah, but here's the thing. While New England may finish last, I think they're going to finish above 500. So you think they will win more than seven games? <laughs> you see to be a nine-win seven. team. Well, look, it's Bill Belichick. I, I never questioned Bill Belichick. Okay. I mean, I do question Belichick, um, but here's the thing. They've now committed to Mac Jones. He is the quarterback. He is the man. He's the guy. And I think that Belichick isn't a person 
who's going to do something like that just so a player could, quote unquote, feel confident about themselves. No, Belichick doesn't care. He'll he'll send you into the abyss. He like he'll have you taken away if you do not listen to him. So if Belichick is putting that much faith in Mac Jones, guess what that means? Mm hmm. Mac Jones is a problem. Mac Jones has skills that we don't know about and that we haven't seen yet. We're probably going to get more of a demonstration this year. New England has inferior talent at skill positions. Um, their defense for the first time since Belichick has taken over looks questionable. You have Matthew Judon. You have Matthew Judon. He's not, uh, he's not good on defense for you. Judon's a solid leader on defense. Yes, but their defense is the weakest in the division. Look at Buffalo's defense. Look at the Jets' defense. Look at Miami's defense. All three of those are top 10 defenses. That's true. true. And right now, Judon's really your only pass rusher, so that's going to be a very tough one to answer. And then offensively, okay, you got Ezekiel Elliott. Okay, you got Judon. That balance is, hey, look, Zeke and Ramondre Stevenson is a good one, too. I mean, Ramondre starting and Zeke being the backup and Zeke being goal line man. That's fine. Then you add Juju Smith-Schuster. Is he going to be any good as a wide receiver for you? I mean, yes, good. Yes, he's fast. I Could mean, he, he might be able to provide. Yeah, and Matt can throw threat. it deep. He might be able to. And also, he might be able to get himself free enough to for Mac Jones to throw the ball to. Doesn't Mac Jones have a decent tight end now as well? Yeah, I mean, you have, what, Hunter, Henry. You have, you know, you have a, you know, again, you have like some here and there pieces from T- Jonu Smith. Okay, yeah, you have a couple tight ends. That's okay. They're not blow me away. Basically, end. now with these additions, very slight additions, New England has a couple of targets to throw to, which could free up some other targets. For example, an Ezekiel Elliott in the open field, a Ramondre Stevenson in the open field. You're going to see a lot of dink and dunk, but I think for the first few games, Everybody's going to anticipate New England being basically screen pass, screen pass, handoff, screen, screen, handoff, screen. Matt Jones can throw the ball. He can. You give him. Yeah, I think. And I think that's what Belichick is going to show the world. Belichick is going to show the world that Mac Jones could run the same deep plays that Brady ran, except Mac Jones is a better arm. Let's see what happens here. He has a better arm than Brady. He had a better arm than Brady his whole career. Brady was not Mr. Um super strength when he threw the football. Brady was just intelligent. He knew timing. He knew when to throw the ball, where to throw the ball. Unbelievable accuracy. However, his deep ball did run a little slow. When Matt Jones throws a deep ball, it's going to be a freaking dart. Well, we will find out. That's what you need. You need Matt Jones to be the quarterback you drafted him to be. Well, we'll see what noise New England makes. Let's go to the next team in the East, the Miami Dolphins. All right. We've seen him. Low-key, I think the Miami Dolphins are winning. Let me just say this straight up. Low-key, I think the Miami Dolphins are going to win this division. Really? I know they have the talent, too. I'm not saying they don't have the talent. They do. But Tua can stay healthy all year long. Tua's got to stay healthy. He's the best quarterback in the division. If he stays healthy, yes. He is. And I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers fans. Aaron Rodgers brings a different culture to the Jets. At this point in time in their careers, Tua's a better quarterback. He's had numerous concussions. He's had numerous injuries. He's literally another concussion from who knows how long he could be out again. Teams are going to be well, going after Tua. They will. Well, apparently, um, Tua spent an entire offseason doing jujitsu, 
strength training, getting strength a little... training, yes. and I think uh, he does the same thing. He went to the same type of classes that stuntmen and professional wrestlers go to, where they learn how to fall properly. So okay. he's now learned how to fall. Okay, he's gained strength. And apparently he gained at least 10 pounds in muscle and hasn't lost any speed. In fact, he's gained speed from what we're reading here. That helps. They're going to be less afraid to run to a tongue of Iowa. They're going to be less afraid to use the kid's legs. All right. Well, I want to see if Tua will do that because obviously, yes, he can beat you with his arm. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are the dangerous dominant duo in the NFL in the wide receiver position. And no by doubt. the way, if if given lead back responsibilities and if he doesn't get hurt, hurt Mostert is uh top t- could be a top 10 back in the league. Decent running back, yeah, solid. No no doubt about it. Uh Miami did lose a couple pieces. They did lose Jeff Wilson Jr. to an injury, so that's going to be a little bit a problem. on the running back. That's going to hurt a little bit for Miami there. So they're going to have to figure Isn't it funny how he has Shanahan how Miami now has Shanahan's uh running back room. Him and Mostert, yeah. Yeah, Wilson, Wilson and Mostert. Mostert. Uh, Mostert's also an injury-prone guy, so you have to be careful. Mostert doesn't get hurt. So Miami has the pieces there, yes, but injuries are going to be a big deal. If they can stay healthy, yes, Miami's going to be a threat in the East, 100%. By the way, Miami's defense, low-key, is very, very good. They can turn the ball over. They can sack the quarterback. They can interfere with the passing game. The way you beat Miami's defense is screens and dink and dunks and stuff like that. You have to make Miami's uh, D-line run after you. It's all you can do. And you have Xavier Howard. You got to deal with him as a corner. So is he one of the best corners? Yeah, but still think, you know, if Jalen Ramsey comes back healthy, Miami's going to be. If Jalen Ramsey comes back healthy, this is, like I said, I think Miami could win this division, and I think they will. I'll decide in a minute what my pick is, but still, I got my I'm leaning towards Miami here. I think Reed and Saucer are just as good as Howard and uh, and Ramsey. I agree. My opinion. I agree. Right. Let's go to the next team. Buffalo Bills. And yeah, this Buffalo. is the one that this is an interesting. Per- one. I'm perplexed by them, and I'll tell you why. Mm. No Dable equals a step back for uh, Josh Allen. Yes. Over the years, as you would with you know really good teams. Mm-hmm. You're seeing players go away. Only ones that are left really are Diggs and Allen. And then Diggs Their running back core is not that good. Yeah. Their offensive line is pretty good. Their tight end situation has diminished. Um, you you Dawson Knox tight... and you added a, you added a couple. You, you, you did draft a guy to, for the tight end position. So eh. well, the kid that they drafted, if he works out and he ends up being really, really good, that could help because Dawson Knox took a really big step back last year. So he went from being one of the best tight ends in the NFL to being like mid to low tier, mid to low tier last year. That's yeah. The, you want to know how I know? Because I had Dawson Knox on my fantasy team and he screwed me every single week. Oh my God. By the way, yeah, the tall, the, the tight end, the, the Bills also drafted was Dalton Kincaid. So that's the guy to look out for Dalton Kincaid. Yeah, he supposedly big... has hands like he supposedly has hands, has speed. He's basically a wide, a gigantic wide receiver that could block. Well, I'll be curious to see how the Bills will utilize him. And Josh Allen has more than the capability of getting the ball to his tight ends, just as he can to Diggs and just as he can to Gabriel Davis and all his other wide receivers that they throw out here. Yes, Buffalo is going to have the Buffalo is going to have a lot of questions. Uh, no doubt. Is Josh Allen still a top five quarterback? 
I we'll think see. we're, we're going to find that out this year. Like I said, I think two is the best quarterback in the division. Yeah. But I'm saying, is he a top five? That's that's what Chris asked if he's a top five. We'll have to see. Not sure. The rift between Diggs and Allen. Could that have the makings of derailing the Bills? Season? Yes. So do you think at some point in the season, Stefan Diggs is going to get frustrated after a bad loss and says, it's over. I'm walking out on Buffalo. I'm I don't know. I've not known. We None of us have known Stefan Diggs to be like this. He's not. I mean, may God help him. And I think the NFL has done this man a terrible disservice. But he's not. Diggs is not Antonio Brown. He's not going to take off his jersey no. and throw it into the crowd, take off his pads and run off the field. I'm not saying like he's that not going to do things like that. He's not going to say, oh, I won't play no, no, unless like Josh that. Allen is benched. He's not going to do anything We've like that. We've seen him get in the face, though. Josh Allen. We've seen Diggs get in the face of Allen after a bad play or a bad possession or something like that. We have seen that. Look, he's a very passionate. He wears his heart on his sleeve, Diggs. I Those two have him. not had a genuine connection at, from as quarterback and receiver. Stefan Diggs should have a lot more catches, a lot more yards, a lot more touchdowns. Ever since he's went to Buffalo, it seems he's taken a step back. Well, he was Minnesota doing fine. knows when to drop players. Like Dalvin Cook has been a great running was a great running back for the Vikings. Yeah. And they dropped his ass and now Dalvin Cook is in the AFC East with the New York Jets. Yeah. And his brother James is running with Buffalo. Starter. And his brother is James Cook running with Buffalo. So there we go. So that'll be interesting when Dalvin takes on his brother. That would be a very interesting matchup. I will say that much. But the running game, yeah, the running game's a big problem and so if you take away if you force Allen to have to keep throwing the football, you've probably won half of the battle already when you're facing the Bills. The Bills really are only as good as their quarterback can throw the football. Take that away, Buffalo is a vulnerable team. And without a second real good threat-wide receiver, that's why Diggs is not getting as many catches because now you have defenses adjusting to Diggs. They're going to double-team Diggs and cover him. And fine, we'll let uh, the tight end beat us if we have to. We'll let the way, slot receiver beat us. And by the way, you have two of the best secondaries in the NFL in this division. The Jets secondary could lock down anybody. I think Miami's secondary could lock down anybody. So mm-hmm. your reliance on the star wideout is going to be the downfall of Buffalo, in my opinion. Mm. Now, that being said, during the regular season, you find very few teams that could do what the Buffalo Bills have done over the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So you can't just sit there and say, oh, you know, it, it's an automatic thing for the Jets. The Bills are out of it. Every the Everybody constantly thinks that the Bills are just out of it, that they might not make the playoffs. They're not as good as the Jets and the Dolphins. I disagree. I think all three of these teams are on the same level. Hmm. I think all three of those teams are on the same level. So it brings me to this point. The Bills window, is it closing or is it closed? Well, we're going to find out. Uh, this but... could be the year it closes. I think this is the year it closes. Yeah, this is be- this is the year where Buffalo has to win. So you got the Jets, you got the Dolphins, you got the Bills, and then you have the Jets. Yeah, yeah the Jets, my dear friends. Jets, Bills, Dolphins, and Patriots. Your... Yeah, it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting match. This is going to be the a division where every team, in my opinion, is going to be over 500. Mm. 
Patriots might be a nine win team. Dolphins might be a 10 win team. Jets could be an 11 win team. Bills could be a 12 win team. However, I think Miami. And I know this is a pick that nobody likes, but I think Miami can take this division as long as two things happen. Number one, Tua has to stay healthy. Yes. Number two, Tyreek Hill and Waddle both have to stay healthy. Number three, Jalen Ramsey has to be healthy. Yes. If these three, if those players, four of them can remain healthy, I think Miami is the best skill positions in football. I think their corners, that duo is a top five duo. I think Miami could win this division with 11 games. And I think this division, once again, is going to be a knockdown drag out fight. You could see three teams from the AFC East making the postseason, just as you could see three teams in the NFC East make the postseason. All of them viable contenders. I'm going to have to slightly disagree. I think I still think this is Buffalo's division to win for me. I know Miami's got the pieces there, but yeah, can they stay healthy is the big question. And I get a feeling we're going to see a, a couple injuries to Miami here and there. And those couple injuries could lead to a couple losses they shouldn't have, have lost. And Buffalo can take advantage of some of those games, if you ask me. So still for me, this division goes through Buffalo until prove me wrong. Miami could challenge. Then the Jets. I think the Jets have something as well. I mean, Jets, we talked about their great corners, Gardner, and, of course, uh, Reed. And you have their, their their kids now. Can they be a true contender in the AFC? We'll see about it. The wideouts I'm concerned about with the Jets. McCall Hardman has not adjusted to his new team. That's not good. Therefore, now you're looking at Randall Cobb as your third wideout. Right now, Cobb's been fine. So you have Alan Lazard, who's a little banged up. Well, Cobb will play. But you have Alan Lazard. Alan Lazard's going to be your other option in addition to Garrett Wilson. Yeah, Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb. That's your three wideouts. And once you get past Garrett Wilson, the skill level drops tremendously. However, Aaron Rodgers does know these two players very, very well. Randall Cobb is a veteran wide receiver who's been successful. I think Randall Cobb, his contribution comes less when it comes to statistics and more when it comes to film study, teaching these wide receivers. If you take a look, Aaron Rodgers is teaching Zach Wilson. Randall Cobb is teaching Garrett Wilson. Randall Cobb is teaching everybody on this jet wideout core. So pieces are there. The pieces are all in place and Rodgers being there has helped really mature this team and really get them focused on, these are games now we want to win. We're no longer a laughing stock of the league anymore. Three teams that will win above 10 games in the AFC are the Jets, the Bills, and the Dolphins, in my opinion. Which one wins more? It's a question. Is the question. I say the answer is Miami. John says the answer is Buffalo. You have at least 50 to 60% of analysts picking the Jets. Um, nobody's picking the Patriots. But then again, you've seen the Patriots. Your coach. Bill Belichick can surprise people. Can the Jets live up to the hype? Um, That's an interesting one. I mean, obviously, we've seen all the hard knocks. We've seen all the media attention on them. Hell, the Giants, it's drawn the Giants' ire a little bit. They're like, oh, why are they getting all this attention? And you have uh, some of the stuff that happened on hard knocks. uh, That was BS. You have one of the Giants' old, uh, you know, calling out some of the Jets for an injury to a defensive player of theirs. And, you know, Barkley, you could have agreed to a 
nice contract and you didn't have to drag it out like you did. We paid attention to that. Look, the Jets finally are relevant again for the first time in well, Barkley, Barkley did that, and instead of just franchise tagging, he ended up getting some guaranteed money out of the deal instead of all of it not being guaranteed. That's what Saquon Barkley was looking for. He wanted at least something guaranteed. Okay. Well, now which is, did. I'd say, for running back of his caliber is very, very fair. Like uh, Uncle Lyon said, running backs and ownership are at war with each other. Ursay versus Taylor is just the beginning. Right it's now, not the end of running Taylor. back wars. It's just the beginning. Look at Le'Veon. Look at what they did to Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, right now. Le'Veon look at Bell. what they did to him. Yeah, right now Le'Veon Bell puts uh, random things on Instagram. He puts like little videos on Instagram now. And he's fighting now. And he's doing a little boxing, you know, a little, little fighting in the ring, you know. Well, good for him. But yeah. look at what they did to his career. Yeah. Um, look, no one's going to get the big money contracts like Adrian Peterson or Ezekiel Elliott or, no. you know, any of these guys. You're not going to see big time contracts anymore. That's just for running backs. That's just not the way the league is trending. So. If you're a great running back. Expect to make between seven and nine million dollars a year, yep. which I know that's a lot of money to us, but that is just it's nothing compared to what quarterbacks get paid, it's nothing compared to what wideouts get paid. Hell, offensive linemen get paid more than running backs, so they got a block, that's all they got. So, yeah, so the running back position is going to be a very fluid thing. It's going to be a lot of teams' weakest point, and it's not going to matter because everybody's so interested in the quarterback running the football and wideouts catching the Careers passes. are always short at the running back position. Careers at running back are short, period. You get maybe three, four, maybe five good years out of your running back, and then that's when they start to break down. Look at Curtis Martin when the Jets had him. Look at Ladanian Tomlinson. Look at uh, look at the career. Let, let's go really far back. Look at the career of Rodney Hampton. He dominated the NFL for four to five seasons. Then he was gone. Charles Way dominated the NFL for three seasons, and then he was gone. Yep. And yep. these guys don't make a lot of money. But to end it off, because I know we got to cut this. Mm-hmm. Just to recap, my picks, NFC East, Dallas Cowboys will be the winner of that division. Mm-hmm. And the AFC East, I think I think the Miami Dolphins are ready to take a step forward. I think they are the most stacked in terms of skill position players, that they are the best skill position group in the division. And that's that. And for the Cowboys, I think Dak Prescott, while he might be a choke artist in the postseason, in the regular year, damn, damn good statistics. You cannot argue with what Dak Prescott does when he's on the field and healthy. But that's the other key, on the field and healthy. For me, Buffalo wins the AFC East for me. And I still think Philly wins the NFC East on the NFC side. But... We've seen things change. I think both divisions are going to be extremely competitive this year. I think we're going to see some surprises come out of the AFC and NFC. Don't be shocked about it. But all we do know tonight is Chiefs-Lions. That's the first game of the NFL season tonight. Please play Travis Kelsey. 
Well, we'll see about Kelsey. That's don't make question. me start Addison or Deion Jackson. Please well, don't make me do this. Uh, look, Cooper Cup's not going to play this week. Cooper Cup's out of action this week. Thank God I drafted one. Big. You see, I don't know what about our fantasy league. What is wrong with people? I managed to draft both Kelsey and Waller. I think Waller's going to okay. have a breakout year this year. He's the best person that Daniel Jones has to throw the I'd say throw to. Waller in there. You got him playing Sunday night. Put Waller in there. You have him playing on Waller's Sunday. Waller's in. Waller's in. He's my starting okay. 10 right now. Very good. Well, I'm facing Cooper Cup in both of my opponents, and they both now can't play Cooper Cup because he's hurt. Oh, how, how sad. How so sad. Uh, I feel very terrible for them. Now they have to a lesser wide receiver and get lesser points. So that's what's all going to happen down there. But here we but here we have it. Jets, Bills is going to be the Monday night game on September 10th. That is going to be a huge uh, sorry, September 11th. It's going to be a huge game, my dear friends. Ah. NFL season is huge. here. September 10th, Giants, Cowboys, Sunday night on NBC. Two big games, two big slots, national attention on both the Giants and the Jets. If you're a New York football fan in week one. What more can you ask for? This is the, the first game I think could be the game you prove yourself because that sets the tone. The first game can really set the tone for the entire season. We're going to find that out, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, we're going to find that out very, very soon. Are the Giants and Jets capable of standing up to the field that's in front of them? But right are now, are they for real or uh, are they just hype? That's for the, the Jets, that's going to be the real question for me. But we'll Same find all of that out soon. But right now, that's going to conclude this edition of Downtown Sports. I want to thank Chris and Tony for providing the two-a-days. We will keep providing you with the two-a-days every week. We have the NFC Throughout the season. North coming up. Eventually, we'll have the AFC and NFC West. And then we will have the AFC and NFC South, et cetera, et cetera, all coming up. But right now, you can listen to Downtown Sports on 23 different platforms. We're on Spotify, Spotify for Podcasters, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, CastBox, Bullhorn, Podday, Listen Notes, Podcast Addict, Verbal, Castro.fm, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Audible, Podvine, Podacy, Odyssey, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, and TuneIn. Episodes, rants, digital market battle specials every week. We are Downtown Sports. We are where sports come home. We are going to do, I believe it's the North next. I yes. think the North is next. North As you said, next. we're going to go through both North divisions. It's not going to be as stacked up as the two East divisions, but I think we got a couple of surprises coming out of both of these divisions. And you'll know what I'm talking about next week. Until then, I'm the Mouth of the South. John Schiavone for the Beast of the East, Jonathan Perriente. This is downtown sports we are sports come home we're out thanks for listening goodbye